Hello, welcome to Local Anesthetic Podcast, the most trusted name in local news. My name is Alex, this is Rob. Hello. And this is a podcast all about, uh, well, local news stories really, those sort of local news stories you find in your local paper or your local online site that are strange, funny, amusing, banal. We report on some of the best ones, don't we Rob? Absolutely. And also we have a listener story of the week at the end of every episode where one of our kind listeners submits us a story from their local area, which they have found worthy of this podcast. But Rob... But we have an announcement this week, because breaking with tradition, Mm. and this isn't just for this week, this is for the foreseeable future, we are going to have a new segment in this show, which will not focus on local news, but will focus on more general news, Rob. And can you guess what that segment is going to be called? Bearing in mind the title of this podcast is Local Anesthetic. I know what it's called, it's called General Anesthetic. We discussed this before the podcast. Yeah, we didn't, actually, Rob, we've been discussing it for weeks. We didn't just come up with it on the the back of a matchbox. I was trying to make it a bit more spontaneous. So this week, and for the foreseeable future, we are going to have a general anesthetic segment, which will feature a, a story which is more nationally based, shall we say, yeah. often politically themed for Rob and me to uh, to dissect the dissect the corpse of, if you like. Nice, nice. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, yeah, get used to it. Well, Rob, can I just... Yeah, you, uh, just on another note, you were telling me about a podcast you've been listening to, which I have to say you were sending me stuff that you'd got from it, which I did find hilarious, about... Uh, this autobiography by Tony Blackburn yeah. that was written what years ago was it? I don't think it's even that. No, I think it was. I think it was two thousand eight. It was written. The reason we're mentioning this is we we always imagine, don't we, that a lot of people who listen to this podcast are probably Alan Partridge fans yeah. like we are. And this autobiography sounds like the Alan Partridge fake I mean, autobiography. Tony, it is unbelievable. Yeah, I mean Tony Blackburn just appears to be the living embodiment of Alan Partridge, but he's just completely. I mean, he's got no sense of self-awareness at all. Rather like Alan Partridge. Yeah. Rob, what is the name of this podcast? It's uh, it's it's the Ellis James and John Robbins XFM podcast. I really recommend it. It's what, and, they, and they're featuring a little bit in their podcast where they read selected excerpts of this autobiography? Is that how exactly, it works? Exactly, yeah. There's a, there's a few features. That's one of them. They also do Sacred Cow where they nominate a band they think is overrated and let the listeners vote as to whether they, they it should be... They should be venerated or not. There's a few, but it's good. It's a good listen. I'm enjoying it. So you recommend it? I've, li- I've listened to about 30 episodes in a space of about two weeks. I'm not entirely sure that it's that healthy, but yeah, I've listened to a lot of episodes. It's a man with a lot of time on his hands. A man with a child in his eyes. All that. Now, Rob. <laughs> Sorry. So listen, we're gonna, let's get on with it. Right, Rob. So I'm going to kick us off with something that you are very interested in because you've been asking about it for a while. So I just want to give you a quick update. And that is... My local paper that I report on called The New Shopper, which is celebrating 50 years, has rather bizarrely decided to commemorate this event by having a beer, bo- a, a beer brewed nice. called Shopper Gold. Hey, Tramp which, Brew! Which, as you said, sounds like Tramp Brew. And, uh, and so, Rob, the headline is, Cheers, New Shopper, 50th anniversary, Shopper Gold beer goes on sale. Oh, fantastic. I've been waiting for this. Uh, and this was, I think, published yesterday I think found my by local pub. I know, Jim I know Palmer. I can buy it. Rob, do you know what Jim Palmer looks like? He doesn't look like I expected him to look Isn't like. Isn't he ginger? That's Jim Palmer, leisure editor. Yeah, that's him. I've seen him before. I just want to say to anybody who doesn't know that this journalist, his, his title is leisure editor, which sounds like an, a, a sort of alternative way of saying pimp. <laughs> I just imagine him walking with a pair of very tight slacks uh, and maybe like a... Hawaiian a, shirt. Yeah, well, I was going to suggest more like a like a Wham style sort of pink t shirt, white uh, white jacket, sleeves rolled up, hair tied back, that Porsche kind of... outside. That's Jim Palmer. I agree, an old Porsche. Yeah, uh, I'm not going to read the whole story to be honest, um, but it's gone on sale in pubs across South East London and North Kent. Right. Um, so 
Andrew, editor Andrew Parks, the man that, who is also the living embodiment of Alan Partridge, yep. that we've been talking about for a long time now, said, I've tasted the odd beer in my time, but this really is one of the best I've ever tasted. I knew Caveman Brewery was good, they're the people who've made it for them. <laughs> I didn't realise they were quite this good. They've been brilliant. It's a fantastic way to celebrate our 50th anniversary. Now, Rob, in your own time, because I don't want to do it here, I want you to look up this story, okay. because there is a video on it of a rather Alan Partridge-esque video of, of Andy Parks in the brewery kind oh, of being brilliant. shown around. And the strange thing about Andy Parks is that in living, in moving image, he looks incredibly young, even though he isn't. Really? And he kind of talks like this. Does he? He's one of those people who talks a bit like this. I was really surprised. Oh, um, this is going to, I mean, this is really going to break down the illusions I've got of him, in the, you know, the mental picture I've made of him. There he is in the brewery with his strangely round head. Oh, God, he has got, I mean, that's an unfortunate haircut as well. It's almost like he, his fringe kind of drops down at some stage. But... Yeah, let's, let's what do you mean? Most fringes drop down. No, but his head, his hairline sort of goes to a point, and then his head sort of like it's like he's gelled it down to the front, like uh, uh, youngsters in the nineteen nineties used to do. Right, I feel what you mean. Um, but so that is basically. I'm not going to read it all out because it's a thoroughly boring story. But I do have where you can buy your pint of shopper gold drop. Here you are, ready? I know where it is. I think the one I've the closest one to here because I'm I'm serious for the benefit of this for the benefit of this podcast. I want to go and try a pint of shopper gold. So I think there's a, is there a new cross pub on there? I think the Royal Albert New Cross. That's it. The Georgian Dragon Swarscombe, Ivy Leaf Dartford, the Penny Farthing Crayford, One in the Wood Petswood, the Long Pond Eltham, Papermakers Arms Hawley, Compass. Gravesend, Heron Billet, Blackheath, and the Dartford Working Men's Club in Dartford. Surprise, surprise. I'll be honest, Newcross is the only one I'm, I'm willing to travel to. Yeah. Um, right, Rob, next story here, small, extraordinary, by Patrick Grafton Green, who's obviously returned to specialising in small, slightly comical stories. Fantastic. Because this one has to be the epitome of that. Great. Uh, Again, I think this was released yesterday. We are recording today on the 21st of May. Police launch investigation after man is photographed masturbating on Dartford train. Lovely. Very nice. Yeah, but Rob, what's different if we have a picture of the man masturbating? Oh, God, really? Yes, so prepare yourself. Is it graphic? Yes. Police are investigating after a man was photographed allegedly masturbating on a Dartford train over the weekend. The incident is said to have happened around 7.45am on Saturday morning, May 16th. A photo of a man appearing to masturbate was posted on Twitter. A British Transport Police spokesman said, We are aware of an image posted on social media that appears to show a man indecently exposing himself on board a train. Officers are investigating. I'm not going to read out the comments, Rob, because they all just call him a wanker. (laughs) Would you like to see the picture described for the listener? Oh, fucking hell. I wasn't expecting that. So, basically, there's a man with... Is it? He's got his eyes closed as well, and he's got his penis out. He sort of sat sideways on the seat, legs splayed. He, he he's, he's obviously opened his flies and he looks like... Can I just say, though, it, it doesn't look like his, um, his old... I think those are just his balls, aren't they? Yeah, I was about to say, he, if he is masturbating, he has a very small penis. But it depends on... Yeah, it or could still be flaccid. flaccid yeah. yeah, I think it's flaccid. I think this is the beginning stages. Do you think it, he's got his eyes closed he's trying to get a good mental image to get things started? Do you think that's what's happening there? Quite possibly. Why Why is somebody taking a photo of this on the train? That's my question. If I saw that, I'd get up and move carriages. <laughs> and my first thought would be, oh, let's get a picture. <laughs> oh, on that, Rob. I'll keep that for later. On that, Rob, we've forgotten to mention something. Oh, shit, yeah. Instagram. That's right. Um, we now have an Instagram account um, where I'll be posting pictures 
uh, with the business card where you can guess the location. Um, there's no prize involved, but we will get a feature on the podcast. If you go to Instagram, go to what the you search. Mean, so, so hang on a minute. The person who guesses correctly, yeah. well, we, 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 whoever guesses it right win, wins and we name it on the podcast, Basically. the person who yeah. submits the right answer. So they go to Instagram, they put in at LA Podcast. Yeah, same as the Twitter handle. I've seen, so we've got three now, haven't we? Or is that right? No, one up, two up, how many? I know we've got one up, yeah. Right. But hopefully by tomorrow or whenever this goes out, we might have two or three, possibly two. Um, so yeah, go to, go to there, you'll find the page. It's got, it's got our... So where know, in the, the UK logo. was this picture taken? I've seen yeah. the, your pictures, they're very good, and I, I don't know where any of them are so far. Yeah, hopefully somebody will. Yeah, I'm hoping so. So uh, yeah, do that. Um, Rob, before we go to your story, I just want to read you a very small one, which is a day-to-day type story. Fantastic. Uh, it's brilliant. Uh, no journalist listed. It's from the Bournemouth Echo. I mean, it's not actually... Well, it, it, yeah, yeah, it's funny, but, it, but, but you know, I, I'm trying to do this respectfully at the same time. Of course, time. yeah. Man that. airlifted to hospital in critical condition after being crushed by cows. <laughs> <laughs> I want you to work out what the fuck's funny. gone on there, Rob. A man is in critical condition after he was crushed by cows as he was walking his dog near Dorchester. Dorset police received a report that a man had been crushed by cows on the Warmwell Road in Crossway shortly after 9pm on Saturday night. The man had been walking his dog down the road when he was crushed. The police helicopter was launched to try and find the man as an exact location had not been given. And after a short search, the helicopter found the man shortly after near a field adjacent to the road. Southwestern Ambulance Service was also called to the incident, but due to the man's location, he could not be reached by paramedics. Hey, what? I don't understand this. Yeah, why couldn't they walk into a field? I'm not climbing over that fence, mate. It's more than a job's worth. Got his union card. Oh god. The helicopter landed and airlifted the man to Dorset County Hospital as he had suffered serious injuries and was in critical condition. Now, was the car okay? Robert, cows. Why would cows crush a man walking his dog? That sounds targeted to me, Rob. It, well, I didn't grow up in the country, <laughs> but you did. So describe to me. Well, the only reason I can imagine... I mean, there must be maybe a stampede. So either his dog got loose and then... The, 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 well, he's running him. after the... Oh, right, and they run and then yeah. he got crushed and by then the, them. The, yeah, possibly. Or he was cow tipping. What, what? What? Is that sort of, sort of sex with their animals? Uh, uh, no. Uh, cows sleep standing up. And it's, uh, it's, it used to be a practice among certain country folk that uh, if you went up to a cow and you could push them over while they were sleeping and they had no conscience because they were so you're saying he tried to push it over but it didn't work and I think he tried to push it over it woke up maybe you know how sometimes if you like knock a glass it'll wobble Rob you're always victim you're always victim blaming Alex there's no way this is this is not him at fault in what possible situation is that going to be the case that he was targeted by these cows a vendetta Rob maybe but again he would have had to do something for it to be a vendetta eating a beef burger um, <laughs> if he's standing there, if he's standing there eating a beef burger in front of cows, he deserves everything he got. Indeed. Uh, two comments I just want to read out, Rob. SM Hinto says, a very moving experience. Uh, this man's in critical condition, mate. Yes. Uh, but I like this one because there's an episode title in this. Puzzled One says, whatever happened, the report is not thoroughly researched and definitely falls well short of any semblance of good journalistic standards. So what's new? This is the echo. Now, Rob. Definitely falling well short of any semblance of good journalistic standards is a very good name for the episode title because I think it aptly describes this podcast. Right, Rob, you've got a story for us. Yeah. It's a bit ridiculous, I must admit. So, it's from the Coin Advertiser. Um, the, day, uh, the story is by Dave Cornu. I think that's, that's close enough. 
Headline, man has friend's pubic hair glued to entire face on stag do which started in Croydon pub. Oh my God, that reminds me. I'm sure there were, I know there was a thing in Jackass where they did that, where they they said to a guy, look, let's make a fake beard out of hair and he didn't know that it was all of the guy's pubic hair they cut off and they only revealed it to him afterwards once it was all stuck to his face. I mean, there's a cracking picture which I'll show you at the end. Oh God, Rob, please. I'm going to have to eat later, really. <laughs> yeah. Mark Longley met his friends in the Croydon pub on Friday morning for the start of his stag weekend. Friends in inverted commas. Yeah. Right. An hour later, the 33-year-old found himself gaffer taped to a wheelchair wearing nothing but a pair of incontinence pants, clown shoes and colourful socks. He was made to hold a cabbage for the entire weekend and forced to do forfeits every time he dropped it. No, 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 no wait a second. Well, at the beginning of that sentence, there was an episode. Yes, so there was, Read yeah. it out again. Now, I'm trying to work it what it would be. I think it would probably gaffer taped to a wheelchair... Wearing nothing but a pair of incontinence pants, clown shoes, and colourful socks. <laughs> That's bloody good. <laughs> I'm, I'm not what sure. What crazy <laughs> mates he's got. <laughs> Great times. He also had the pubic hair of his twenty. The uh, pubic hair of twenty of his friends glued to his face. And this is all against his will, or was with consent? Well, I think it was probably uh, an hour later. I mean, how much? I don't know how much alcohol you can consume in an hour. I mean. I'm guessing a fair bit, but not to the point where you'd be willing to do that. Maybe he was drinking Shopper Gold. <laughs> Possibly, yeah. Which completely inebriated him, you know? Yeah, that's fair. Mark met with his friends at the George East Croydon around 8.30am on Friday morning before the mayhem, in, the mayhem ensued. The well, so in the middle of a pub, they stuck pubic hair on his face. And stripped him, yeah. I mean, li- In a pub? Just imagine, so he's wearing... Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's wearing... Literally, he's wearing a nappy in a pub, in a wheelchair. In, in a wheelchair. Gaffer taped to a wheelchair. This is abuse. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Especially the left in there. Um, the self-employed plumber in Pipefit from Crawley admits, it's not the sort of thing I ever wanted to be famous for, he said, uh, but said he had it coming. I've had my payback coming for years. Maybe it was a bit extreme, though. I'm the one of the last to get married out of our group of men's mates, so I think it, it was what they wanted to do. Something big. Bigger than we'd done before. Uh, Mark's mate shaved off their pubic hair and some of them posted it to their best man, Steve Westhouse, in uh, Gorton Crescent. They posted their pubic hair. Yeah. This was how it was collected. Well, others bought it to him on the day. Rob, I don't care any... That is taking... Like, look, look, I've played some pranks in my time, right? But sticking your pubic hair to somebody's face... Yeah. Is, 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 that, that's crossing a line. Well, yeah. Uh, I think that's that, that was fair. Um, Steve, the man responsible for, for, for the prank, said he just had an epiphany. I was sitting in my van on my lunch break and it just popped into my head. I thought it would be pretty funny. Uh, Homoerotic a- more like, I reckon. <laughs> yeah, possibly. Especially if he says, we're going to have a shaving session around someone's house. But people kept cancelling. Oh really? my dear God. <laughs> a shaving session. A circle jerk, I believe. Is a new <laughs> yeah. um, Steve oh my God. Sorry. <laughs> so right. Steve added, we left him outside the pub on his own for a while. Then we kept uh, then we kept leaving him places all over the weekend. People weren't really laughing. They were more shocked. Someone gave him two pounds. This man's an idiot. <laughs> People weren't really laughing. There's nothing funny about what you did here. No. People would have thought this man's disabled. Or mentally ill. Or mentally ill. Yeah. He's got pubes stuck to his face. <laughs> it wasn't until he was... Pube backer. Nice. Pube backer. Nice. Yeah. It wasn't no, it's until... a bit of shit, really. Yeah, I know. It's trying to be nice. Uh, it wasn't until he was uh, secure. No, it's in good. The chair. No, it's good. Pubacca rhymes. Chewbacca, Pubacca. Yeah, I suppose that's true. He does. And to be like, fair, if we look at him, I can understand where he comes. Oh from. my god, the picture! I forgot. When am I going to see this, Rob? 
It wasn't until he was secured in the chair and I'm all trained to boggle. Secured in the chair. Hang on, secured in the chair sounds like. He was gaffer taped to a wheelchair. Gaffer taped to the wheelchair. (laughs) Did you not hear that? Yeah, he's gaffer taped to the wheelchair. Holding a cabbage. How Uh, can you hold a cabbage if you're gaffer taped? Well, I think no, I think his hands were like his hands were free. But the, oh, pick. good, your hands were free. Okay. But he, he had to, what did he, he do if he needed the bathroom? Yeah, well, yeah, just he pissed himself. To. Yeah, yeah, incontinence pants on. Oh, that, this is revolting. The hair went everywhere to Steve. The train guard came to check our tickets, and he didn't check marks. Uh, <laughs> I had it in the bag. The but we got hair. one of our mates who's really ginger, so we put it to one side. You can see the pictures. He's got a big ginger clump on his left cheek. <laughs> When we got to Bogus Station... I don't want to see this picture. <laughs> I think we need to cut to the chase. Do you want to see it? What I love is the article don't, don't mention what's drawn on his chest. What, is it just like wanker or something? <laughs> Describe the picture, Alex. Oh, God! Rob, you've got to put this on Facebook, right? Yeah, I'll put it on Facebook, yeah. Pube man. Pube man. Rob, I can't. I can't even look at it. I Rob, love what's that on his shoes? chest? I'm a dick. There's a massive phallus drawn on his chest with a. Uh, Bang on every drink, right? Oh, I'm a prick. <laughs> right, okay. Right, look. Right, I need to. I need. To, I'm going to really do this justice. If you imagine, but right, this is taken on a train. His best man, I assume, is behind him, I, grinning I think at so, the camera. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The poor guy who is the groom. Yeah. Is sat on a wheelchair. His arms gaffer taped to the arms. He's naked. Apart from a nappy, he's wearing brightly coloured striped socks up to his knees and huge clown shoes. He's holding a bottle of beer. There's no sign of the cabbage. Oh, that's probably a forfeit then. And he's he's quite tattooed, but they've drawn on his chest a very, 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 very large penis with a very large helmet with, uh, as you say, liquid emanating from the spout. No, but Rob, let me get on to this. He does look like Pubacker. (laughs) His face is covered from forehead... Cheek, chin, everything apart from his eyes in pubes. And there is a giant ginger tuft. Yeah. Rob, do you remember that guy from the far show who used to cough a lot and had a very, very, he had a very, he had hairy cheeks? Oh, yes, I do. What was his fucking name? Colin. No, it wasn't Colin. What was his name? That's going to annoy me. Rob. Rob, those are pubes. Yes, yeah. He's covered in them. 20... Well, that's what they said. He was all over the train carriage. But my... These guys didn't keep themselves very well groomed because there is a fucking lot of hair there. <laughs> right? I need to explain to people. You, so you're going to put this up on Facebook. Pube yeah, man. I will. I will. Pube man. Pube backer. Pube backer. So, yeah. Uh, Rob, that's, that's one of the worst things I've ever seen in my life. But the, the listeners need to understand. He's, he's got a smile on his face. He looks genuinely happy. And the other thing Is I- that shopper gold in his hand? Uh, no, it looks like Corona. Right. But the other, the other thing that I think you need to mention as well, I think, I mean, this was taken on a train. Well, you can see the train doors behind him. What's extraordinary is this is in a public place. Yeah, and obviously... The, 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 there could have been kids on that. And you've got a guy with pubes on his face. <laughs> I mean, why Why didn't the guy, the collector of the tickets, say anything? Is, it like, is well, he, he okay? <laughs> well, I think he thought he would start raving bonkers. There's and that man is his carer. There's a, there's, a, there's a bit more to the story. I just I feel I need to read out. Um, when we got to Bangor Station, they announced arrival in style. Mark said, Steve's brother, Gary, pushed me off the train and just let me go. I fell on my face because my hands were gaffer taped to the Rob, chair. Rob, 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 these are not friends. These people, <laughs> these people, this is abuse. Yeah. Pushing a man off a train in a wheelchair so his face hits the ground. You could have killed him. People ran over, but my mates all shouted, no, we need to get pictures. <laughs> Rob! 
people are not friends. At least it gets better. Next stop on the tour was Age UK Centre. Sorry, Sorry. No, we just need to stop. <laughs> they threw a man in a wheelchair with pubes over his face. Off a train. Off a train, so he landed on his face on the hard concrete. People ran over, naturally distressed, and they said, no, no, go away. It's a stag do. Quick, Frank, get the camera. But it's like the person, it's like the, the guy masturbated on a train. They didn't move away. They got a picture first. Right, yeah. Well, that's, that's the society we live in, Rob. Next stop on the tour was Age, was the Age UK Centre, where Mark was... Uh, hang, on, is that, hang on, it's Age UK Charity? Uh, yes. Right. Age, uh, well, why UK. have they taken him there, Rob? Uh, where Mark was introduced to the Muse Pensioners as the amazing pew beard man. <laughs> <laughs> I told you the story is good. Surprisingly, some of the elderly women got into the spirit of things. Uh, alongside the crowd, you have seen. Hang on, the pube beard man. Yes, the amazing pube beard. Is man. that the episode title? I think it has to be Revenge of the Amazing Pube oh, Beard Man. Oh, that's good. That's very does he good. have revenge? I hope he does. He well, no, our episode will be his revenge. We're sticking up for you, mate. That's a good point. Rob, you need to point. tweet this story everywhere. People need to know about this story nationally. Yeah, I agree. But it should cause outrage. I mean, what a great story. I mean, two more sentences and then I'll be done. Surprisingly, some of the elderly women, the elderly women got the spirit of things. Alongside the crudely drawn genitals, uh, his friends and passports. Hey, sorry, they introduced him with that cock drawn on his... They introduced him as you saw him. What, with I'm a prick written on his <laughs> chest and a massive penis? Yes. yes. So, uh, daubed on his naked torso was inscribed the Bongo, uh, the Bongo Bingo Club. Over the course of the weekend, Mark was dressed in leather thong, bondage mask, pink hot pants and a PVC bondage outfit. Rob, so not only are they repressed homosexuals, yeah. quite obviously by yeah. that last revelation, <laughs> yeah. but they're also bastards. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, it's just one comment just to end up. Uh, one comment! Well, there's two, but only one word. Well, okay, are we both? No, it's fine. I, I just want to hear the good one. I'm just saying this wasn't barrage with comments. So, Robert, if a woman puts a cat in a wheelie bin, the whole nation goes mental. Yeah. But this is okay. There's nothing funny about yeah, this. Yeah, this song. is just hijinks. This yeah, is high banter. spirits. Yeah, banter, yeah. Uh, JD just says, he looks like a werewolf. Uh, <laughs> yes! Yes, he looks like... Te- <laughs> looks like Team Wolf. When Marty McFly... No, well, that was for Michael J. Fox. Getting, <laughs> getting franchises. Yeah. Confused. It was him, wasn't it? He used to turn into it a was, wolf. It was, yeah. This is what he looks like. Only he turned into a wolf, not a pube wolf. Yeah. Uh, look, he looks like a werewolf. With friends like that, who needs enemies? Hair today, gone tomorrow. I can just imagine, Rob. Like, I don't know. I was just expecting, yeah, one day we just put shit in his mouth. <laughs> Okay, Rob. So, 141 episodes into our local anaesthetic experimental podcast, we now feature, for the first time, general anaesthetic, Rob. Right. Which is where each week I'm going to bring a story that has caught my eye nationally. Looking forward to this. And of course, Rob, what else am I going to talk about? But only a week ago, was it a week ago? When was it? No, it was more than that. The general was a long time, yeah. 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 It was two weeks today, actually. Two right. weeks ago today. Yeah. When the country lost its mind. Now, I'm actually not going to focus on the Conservatives for in this story. I'm going to focus on Labour. Now, you will know, Rob, that uh, that at the moment they're having a you know they're they're having a party leadership race contest, and which is more or less in just complete disarray. Yeah, well, who are the main frontrunners are Yvette Cooper, who's Ed Balls' wife, yeah, and uh, Andy, Andy Burnham, Burnham. yeah, and uh, uh, Chuka Amuna dropped out. Yep. Because he didn't want people knocking on his... And literally a day after announcing... announcing well, his family was being harassed and everything. Yeah, so yeah, he yeah, just yeah. thought, fuck this. And, uh, and Tristan Hunt, 
who also wanted to launch leadership bid, left it too late so he couldn't secure enough nominations. Fucked the whole thing up. And I want to focus on him, Rob. Okay. I mean, Tristan Hunt, I, I, I don't know. It just sounds like it should be rhyming slang. I'm sorry to say that, I know, but... No, Jeremy Hunt's got that sewed up, Rob. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. Good point. Uh, Secretary of State for Health and an all-round bastard. Um, <laughs> Rob, but this guy... So, obviously, like, we've got, we're stuck with this for five years unless, um, uh, you know, unless something miraculous happens. Like an assassination. Or they're all indicted for... I'm not saying that should happen. I'm just saying that in the past, history has... Anyway, what are you saying? Uh, well, anyway, what I was going to say was that the Labour Party are obviously having to think about how they find their way back to power, which yeah. is going to be very diff- difficult. And people, anybody out there listening might have remembered what, after the election, Tristan Hunt, who is the Shadow Secretary for Education, said. And I want to read it out. Because when I looked into this, I really enjoyed this, okay? So, potential Labour leadership challenger Tristan Hunt, and uh, this was from The Guardian, has said the party needs to find a way to appeal to those people who want to shop in John Lewis. Uh, the Stoke-on-Trent Central MP was speaking on Sky News oh, during God, an interview. That's even worse. Yeah, he, so he actually said this, I've seen the interview, during an interview, uh, I've seen this during an interview with Dermot Murnhan on Sky. Uh, ex-BBC you remember he, he stabbed um, in the back and went to the sky yeah. when challenged if Labour could be a party for people with aspirations Hunt explained that they are on the side of those families who shop at John Lewis but that's a headline Rob I want to give you the full quote because it was a full quote which I loved okay can I just say by the yeah. way this week Stoke-on-Trent was revealed as the most working class town in the UK and this man represents them yeah fucking shocking <laughs> Uh, that is strange. Um, right, this is his quote. The cumulative messages of those policies in the general election campaign was that the Labour Party wasn't on the side of people getting on and going ahead and wanting their children to do better and passing down the money towards them, said Hunt. We do have to look at those policies because we're on the side of the underprivileged, we're on the side of the National Health Service, we're on the side of a fantastic state education system, but we're also on the side of those families who want to shop at John Lewis and go on holiday and build that extension. Do you know anything about that quote then, Rob? Yeah, it's complete contradiction. In what way? Well, he's talking... He just seems to admit there's a, there's a clear distinction between these two people. Right, right. <laughs> so, because he says we do have to look at those policies because we're on the side of the underprivileged, but we're also on the side of those families who want to shop at John Lewis, go on holiday and build the extension. So, my questions, Rob, that I want to talk about with you are... Does this mean the underprivileged don't ever shop at John Lewis? Or go on holiday, apparently. <laughs> well, let's just stick with John Lewis. Okay. Does it mean the underprivileged don't ever shop at John Lewis? Or wouldn't like to? Well, because the, the implication is that underprivileged people don't have aspiration. <laughs> I think that's right. Yeah. Or let's face it, I've seen Benefit Street. All they want to do is scrounge off the state, eat kebabs, and have fucking big televisions, and that's it. They don't want anything else. That's all life. any of us want, Rob. Yeah, that's true. Um, do the underprivileged not want to go on holiday? <laughs> Unless it's a coach trip to Bognor Regis, no. Um, if they had a house, I thought to myself, I'm sure they'd like an extension. <laughs> uh, but, but I had an idea. Maybe the rich, but uh, Rob, maybe the rich could lease out their extensions to these people and make a bit of money out of them. I mean, that is the perfect. That isn't that the perfect answer to this housing crisis. Rich people who have extensions yeah. lease out their extension to the poor and underprivileged who pay them rent. Yeah, and everybody's a winner, aren't they? Who doesn't win out of that situation, well, Rob? Maybe you could do that, but I mean, there is a possibility that means you get people living in garages and then being, then being told in this extension. But then also, I think you can make, make a clause as well where they can only shop in John Lewis and nowhere else. <laughs> that but, way, everyone apparently is equal. But Rob, surely, surely there's a great policy name for this, for George Osborne to come out with. Extend to rent. <laughs> for all of aspirational people who want to have a bit more extra money in their pay pack, packet, extend to rent. Have you yeah. thought about putting an extension on your home and you can rent it out to a beggar? Brilliant. 
I mean, all those people who are who are on wealth at the moment have all the aspirations of, of wanting to rent to the private sector. They can rent a garage off the rich, and instantly, uh, then quality of life would skyrocket. And maybe they'd be able to cobble enough money eventually to maybe buy a, a thin, like a small thing of thread from John Lewis, maybe go on a small holiday. And hopefully, maybe at some stage after saving for a number of months, eat. Well, you know what, actually, Rob, it's interesting you mention that because I have a quick story I want to read out because it follows on beautifully from my... Last story, which is simply from the Bournemouth Echo, 18th of May, no journalist listed, CCTV, do you know woman wanted over theft of duvet and pillow from Don John Lewis at home in pool? Brilliant. Uh, Police have appealed for help trying to trace a shoplifter who walked out of John Lewis with a duvet and pillow without paying. Officers have released CCTV image and hope the woman pictured can help them with their inquiries. Well, she's the thief. The incident took place at approximately 5.22pm on Tuesday, May the 12th, at John Lewis at home on Redlands Retail Park in Poole. That is basically the story. So that, Rob, that is the sort of people that Labour want voting for them. Either somebody who's so deprived and underprivileged that they have to walk in and, and, and can't afford bedding yeah. and have to walk into John Lewis and shoplift an item, or people who are so rich and bored that the only thing they can find to entertain themselves is, you know what I'm going to do today, darling? I'm going to steal a duvet and pillow from John Lewis. <laughs> okay, Rob, it's time for the listener's story of the week. Uh, right, we haven't really got a lot of time this week, so I'm just going to start the fire. Oh, right. Just imagine the situation. Right, where are we? Just a wood. Uh, yeah, wood. Here's a fire. There's some uh, beaver. Beaver, yeah, beaver. That ties us in quite nicely. Why? Zombie beaver. Rob, what are you? Are you having a stroke? Freaking zombie beaver. Are you reading? Yes. A, you're reading a story out from Parker we in Virginia. We are indeed. That's our, right. Our international listener. Our only international listener. No, the only international listener who submits stories is a difference, Rob. You're right. So now, come on, you all other international listeners. Be inspired by Parker. He's had two. Why none of you have had any? Yeah. Get on with it. Get your act together. Anyway, so we're getting straight into the story this week. It's from the Washington Washington Post. Again. Yeah. Uh, the story is by Perry Stein. Headline. Woman unarmed after strangling a rabid raccoon that was attacking her. Woman unarmed. Her, sorry, unarmed. Yeah. As she strangled a rabid raccoon. A rabid raccoon that was attacking her. <laughs> it wasn't a zombie raccoon, though. <laughs> it wasn't, unfortunately. You can run with us. We got everything in need. Do you remember we actually finished an episode? With run that? with us. Da, da, da. We are free. Huh, 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 huh. Yeah, we did. We actually sang it out. Didn't we we, did, we yeah. had the theme tune. Yeah. Uh, why? Why did we? Why were we talking about the raccoons? I don't know. No, nor do yeah, I. Yeah, no idea. I did go home and download it. I managed to find it, and uh, it's actually on my my uh, iTunes. Cass Overtone, seventy-five. Cass Overtone. Overton, yeah. Cass okay. Overton is the name. Yeah. What a brilliant name. Yeah. Cass Overton, seventy-five, can claim something few others can. She strangled a rabid raccoon with her bare hands that was attacking her. What fucking hell? Strangled and killed a rabid raccoon with her bare hands. How old is this lady? 75. At any age, that's impressive. Yes. Was I she agree. doing it? Because if I was doing it, I'd be doing it through tears. <laughs> Just call screaming. Do it, you bastard! No, I'm sorry. <laughs> I have to do this. <laughs> yeah, I, w- I wouldn't want to kill a raccoon. I know I'd be going, run with us. We've got <laughs> everything you need. There's a comedy sketch there. Yeah, there really is. And then I'd throw it in the river. Right. Uh, The Henrico County... Oh, what's VA? Is that Virginia? Must be. 
Yeah. A woman's walking along looking at birds at the Lewis Ginter uh, by Botanical Gardens uh, where she volunteers. She, sh- she suddenly noticed what appeared to be a rabid raccoon in front of her. What appeared to be a rabid raccoon? Yes. Rob, she hasn't actually just strangled an innocent raccoon, Or she? like a cat. <laughs> <laughs> Rob, uh, a cat doesn't look like a raccoon, mate. It does if you don't know what one looks like. <laughs> well, good point. Yeah. Uh, it lunged at the inside of her left leg. So she's pushed... just walking through the botanical gardens and a rabid raccoon appears at the bushes and lunges at her leg. Throws itself at her, yeah. I mean, terrifying, Alex. Terrifying. Um, punching her skin and launching puncturing her skin yeah punching her skin and latching onto her pants I mean uh, uh, pants uh, obviously in the US is trousers not, she wasn't like not her underwear no it wasn't <laughs> that'd a, be weird it wasn't a, a, a sexual assault at the same time <laughs> no she had to think first. Randy Rabbit Raccoon that's good yeah. Yeah, that's good cartoon character th- there <laughs> yeah that would be a Randy the Rabbit Raccoon <laughs> CCB, T, uh, BB, CCBBS, if you're listening, uh, you know, commission me. We'll make it. Okay. Randy the Rabbit Raccoon. Rob, that is a classic. Alex, I don't, I don't think that would be a children's program. <laughs> well, yeah, Randy. Randy's fine. Randy's a name, Rob. Yeah, but it's a rabid raccoon attacking yeah. woodland creatures. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. And giving them rabies. <laughs> anyway, she had to think fast. She said she figured she could physically throw the raccoon off her, off her but feared that if she did, it would chase her and shred her. <laughs> I'd be scared about ripping that raccoon off my leg for fear that its, its teeth would sink deeper into, yeah. Good into point. the bone. So Overton, who meditates and has practiced and taught <laughs> Tai relevant, Chi... Not relevant! Not <laughs> relevant! It is, Alex! She knows what Tai Chi! Was, what kindergarten did she go to? It doesn't say, unfortunately. So, so, so did she in that moment just go, um, and meditate, <laughs> and clear her mind, uh, there's a raccoon with its teeth sunk into my leg right now, I accept the situation for what it is. Exactly. What a beautiful moment. Yeah. Before... Smashing its skull against the ground. <laughs> you don't know how right you are. Who, so, who practiced and taught Tai Chi for over 40 years, pinned the raccoon to the ground and strangled it. <laughs> she pinned it to the ground, Alex! Rob, Rob, is the raccoon still... Uh, while she had it pinned down, did it still have its teeth in her leg? I don't know. She said, it took about five minutes for the raccoon, for the raccoon to stop moving. Strangling. Five minutes. Can you imagine strangling? Five minutes is a long time. It when is. You're to strangle an animal for five minutes. So it was struggling. It was trying to bite her. You know, maybe sort of had you know phlegm. What, what's going on in Virginia? I know Park Park. You've only ever submitted two stories, but they're fucking gold. But what is going on there? You've had uh, there was a, a beaver that attacked an elderly woman swimming in a lake. Yeah. And then what, didn't she kill it? And then it came back to I life. Think she did. Yeah. And then it came back yeah. to life. Yeah, that's right. As a zombie beaver, and this is some ghoulish creature from hell yeah I'm a strong person I work out every day I'm really fit alright love don't, don't leave the point uh, I'm sure that it had uh, imp- sorry I'm sure that it had implications but it was the mental acuity to know that this had to be taken care of right now <laughs> um, I stayed with it and did the deadly thing I mean that- well, this person is ruthless she's, she's not did the right thing I stayed with it and did the deadly thing did I mean- she bury it afterwards <laughs> just to say Overton then, uh, then ran about the length of the football field away and flagged down someone to help to call for help. And then she, at seventy-one, she ran the length of a football pitch, it's an NFL pitch. Yeah. With while the carcass of the the, 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 the raccoon was on the floor. Because yep. obviously in Virginia, around there, they're all going to worry that it could rise from the dead in, in, in a super zombie state. <laughs> I love the I love the idea that she had it. She was holding it aloft like a trophy. <laughs> she was taking the blooded the corpse. Yeah. She was taken to the hospital. The raccoon was collected to be tested for rabies. It tested positive 
And Overton, who received so it was vaccinations, rabid. it was rabid to avoid contracting the illness. Um, she, Do you uh, think she's haunted at night by that? It doesn't sound like she is because she sounds like a hard woman. But I'd be haunted at night by that little raccoon. We'll come on to that. Oh, right, okay. point. For her, the most painful aspect of all is knowing that she killed the raccoon. I knew I was killing an animal, and I'm an animal lover. She said, I am basically very Buddhist and Taoist in my approach to living, and you don't kill. It was horrible, but it had to be done. <laughs> Rob, do you think she was punching it in the stomach as well? <laughs> Just punching it in the face repeatedly. Yeah. There's a scene, really, I've been watching the new series Daredevil on Netflix, there's a scene where they, there's a man to keep punching into his face, literally, cr- his, you can hear his skull break, so I imagine she was doing that. Just punching yeah. in his stupid face. What lovely programmes you watch, Rob. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. Um... Overton said she was a bit confused and surprised by attention she's been receiving. A major network offered to fly to Los, Los, sorry, to Los Angeles for a t- television appearance, and someone gave her a marriage proposal. Two advice, she ultimately declined. Uh, people have been referring to me as a hero. What I did was not save anyone, I saved myself. And when I put my head on that pillow, the first thing that comes to, comes to mind is that animal. Oh, so I was right. Yeah. So she goes to bed and she she's remembers Ran- poor Randy the rabid raccoon. Yeah. And no well, comments, he's, he's now in heaven with the zombie beaver. Yeah, maybe they're attacking one another. Yeah. Well, Rob, on, on a very sombre, chilling note, really. Very disturbing. I mean, Rob, you've, you, you, you've assaulted me this week with a story about a man who was abused with a, by his friend sticking an enormous amount of pubes on his face to form a, a pube mask, really, I think yeah. is the best way to describe it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And a story of a, a rabid... Raccoon that was strangled to death for five minutes by a 71 year old woman. 75. 75. And also the horrific story, of course, about Labour appealing for John Lewis voters. Which uh, ultimately is the worst out of the three stories. This is like a Halloween episode. Yeah, yeah. Well, on that note, Rob, it's time to say goodbye to episode 141. Um, so we need to leave that behind now. Bye bye, Rob. See ya. Bye. <laughs> See you later. Did you enjoy the stories this week? Fuck you. <laughs> Don't make me pinch the ground and strangle you. Um, and we look forward, Rob, with a mixture of eager anticipation yet trepidation to episode 142 as we look ever more forward, Rob, I've got to say it. Like, uh, I don't know whether to say like a man being thrown off a train and gaffer takes a wheelchair onto his face while his friends stand around and take pictures or a woman repeatedly beating and strangling a rabid raccoon on the floor for five minutes through tears while singing Run With Us, the raccoon's theme thing tune. <laughs> Just like that, Rob, we move ever more forward to our oh. next episode, which, as I say, will be episode 141. For anyone who's interested, we can be found on our website, which is lapodcast.net. We are, of course, on Twitter at, at LAPodcast. We're on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash LAPodcast. We're also on Tumblr at lapodcast.tumblr.com. And we want you listeners, come on, get out there and guess, where are these business cards? Where are these pictures that Rob is taking pictures of the business cards? Where are they being taken? So go to Instagram, put in at LAPodcast. And you will find the account. And you can comment underneath, can you? And you you'll can. pick the winner. Whoever gets I will it pick right. Winner. I mean, how, how precise do they need to be? Uh, just the city, I think is point enough. City or location. But no. Whoever's closest wins yeah. the, you, wins the non-existent what, prize. If you can find a postcode, I will give you literally nothing. Right. Okay, good. But, but, but there's the esteem, Rob. The yeah, esteem. Exactly. Yeah. Being mentioned on this podcast. Of all podcasts, exactly. Yeah. And on that note, we say goodbye to our listeners, Rob. Thank you very much for listening. Anesthesiacs, we'll be back next week. God bless. And keep it local.